special edition of Birkbeck Voices, the podcast about the latest news and research from Birkbeck, University of London. I'm Guy Collender. The Future of History was centre stage at a major recent two-day conference called History After Hobsbawm, organised by Birkbeck and the journal Past and Present. Dr Brodie Waddell of Birkbeck's Department of History, Classics and Archaeology created a blog to document the discussions and record opinions about the event. Dr Waddell, thank you for joining us in the studio. Thank you. The conference attracted renowned historians from across the world and topics ranged from Marxism to Hobsbawm's interest in jazz. What discussions most impressed you? Well, I think one of the strengths of the conference was really the sheer diversity of topics that it managed to encompass. And the other thing, of course, is that it managed to actually really hit the high notes on all of those, too. I went along to quite a variety of sessions, and I'm pleased to say there was not a single one that didn't catch my interest, and I found something um, worthwhile at, which is rare for a, an academic conference, frankly. But there were a few that, that stood out. I'll, um, I'll stick to one. Um, one that I went along to, which was the one on material culture, um, with Margot Finn, John McCaller, and Pat Hudson, was particularly good. It uh, was wonderful because they got to show a bunch of very interesting objects that they'd come across in their studies and tell us a lot about them. But it also was good because it engaged directly with Hobbeswam's legacy, which was something that we were very interested in this conference. And uh, it was a, a critical engagement, too. It talked quite a bit or they all talked quite a bit about the, the blind spots that Hobsbawm had, about things like domestic material culture and women's involvement in consumption and things like that. Um, but it also pushed beyond that and, and talked quite a bit about the issue of material culture in general and some of the blind spots in the, the research that's going on right now. So it was really exciting. And what sort of objects were they showing? Well, everything from Egyptian tombs uh, to um, Pat Hudson showed a, a great example of what was called a Welsh wig, which is basically a knitted cap um, that became quite popular during the stagecoach era. Uh, so it was a vast range of the sorts of things that uh, a historian and material culture might encounter. And not what you'd normally expect from a lecture. That's quite right. <laughs> yeah. And Professor John Arnold, uh, head of Birkbeck's Department of History, Classics and Archaeology, encouraged the audience to think about current trends in the study of history and in Hobbesbaum's words to dream forward. We also heard that from Professor Gareth Stedman-Jones that the usefulness of Marxism has long since passed. What can we expect in future from history? Well, it's difficult as a historian to predict the future. Uh, as you might expect, we're not particularly good at that. Um, that said, I mean, I've already mentioned material culture, which I think is definitely an, an interesting sort of field... Uh, right now, but there were lots of other things that featured at the conference that I think are getting a lot of attention right now, uh, quite rightly, and will be getting much more in the future. You think of, for instance, environment and climate, which uh, was something that had a whole session, or several sessions, in fact, devoted to it, um, given the, uh, the current issues with the, the global um, climate crisis. Um, we also had things like globalization more generally, I think is a, something that historians are finally taking seriously, dealing with the movement of people, uh, is, which is something, of course, that's been going on for millennia, but um, we're now studying it in much more depth, so I think that's important too. And I think the one other thing I'd mention is that uh, despite um, what Gareth Stedman-Jones uh, implied class isn't quite dead yet in the study of history. I think just to name one, um, Andy Wood gave a, a lecture on class and Marxism that I think proved 
um, at the very least that class is something we still need to think about, even if we don't take it uncritically or anything like that. We do still need to think about the role of class in history. So that's something for the future too. And how were the blog posts about the conference received online, and what was the reaction from the, the world of social media? I think that's actually another place where the, the conference managed to reach beyond academia. I was really impressed with the, the number of people who seemed to be interested uh, in what was going on on the blog and in, on Twitter and things like that. We had thousands of hits on the blog, uh, which is brilliant, obviously. Um, and there was a, a great deal uh, on Twitter, which we can um, thank Dr. April Pudsey for, who was running the, the Twitter side of things during the conference. Um, there were a lot of people at the conference who were basically live tweeting the events as they went on, getting the word out there, and then people who weren't at the conference were able to respond and, and put in their own two cents about what was going on in the discussions that were happening. So that was excellent. And was there a global audience on Twitter? Did you get any flavour of where people were tweeting from? There certainly was, yes. Uh, we definitely had, as you'd expect, quite a few people from the UK and from North America, but I also saw some from places like Latin America and Asia as well, so it was something that, that did reach the, across the globe. And Professor Eric Hobsbawm began teaching history at Birkbeck in 1947, the beginning of a 65-year association with the college. What has been his impact upon history? I think it would be very difficult to underestimate the impact of Hobsbawm on history. It's basically unmatched um, in the later 20th century. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. In one sense, uh, Hobsbawm simply was brilliant with coming up with incredibly uh, powerful analytical ideas. So uh, things that will be familiar to historians and indeed many other academics. Uh, things like the notion of invented traditions and social memories. Uh, or Primitive Rebels, which he, he wrote a book on. Um, social crime is another one. And even the very notion of a, a 17th century crisis, despite the fact that he didn't particularly study the 17th century, he came up with a concept that historians have been talking about ever since. So he, he was very, um, he was unbelievably, I would say, analytically sharp in seeing where the, the discussion ought to be going. But I think much more than that, he also was someone who was interested in reaching beyond academia and reaching a, a broader audience. So his uh, series of books, the Age of series, um, uh, was something that's really been unmatched in terms of history publications recently. I was discussing this with some of my colleagues, and we all remember reading them as we were undergraduates, and it's hard to imagine them being superseded by anything else. They were just so uh, incredibly good at presenting a very concise but very powerful um, argument for what was going on in those periods, that it's difficult to imagine who else could do something like that. Dr Brodie Waddell, thank you very much for sharing your reflections about the History After Hobsbawm Conference. For more information about Birkbeck's news, events and courses, visit www.bbk.ac.uk.